0: Come on, what are you doing? This is the 77 WABC minicast. This is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Well, this is a treat. If you are a criminal, my next guest is a man whose number you need on speed dial. If you are a neoconservative, my next guest is someone whose foreign policy arguments and more importantly, his energy are something you need to learn to parrot. If you're someone who is fastidious about how their subway sandwiches are prepared my next guest is your brother in solidarity but if you're someone that only likes hearing talking points from someone who always sees the world through a left-wing perspective or a right-wing perspective just stop listening now, because I guarantee you, my next guest is about to say something you don't like. By now, you've probably guessed I am being joined by a renowned criminal defense attorney in an era where not too many criminal defense attorneys even try cases anymore, and the host of a terrific podcast called Beyond the Legal Limit, the one and only Jeffrey Lickman. Jeffrey, it's great to talk to you again.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Frank, and that was a wonderful introduction.
0: It, it ha- happens to be true every uh, every every syllable. Uh, let me ask you about some of the news that you've been making lately. It seems like you're always making news, or at least your clients are. A lot of people remember your representation of El Chapo. I sat uh, during your remarkably entertaining and comprehensive summation at the El Chapo trial. You also represented uh, El Chapo's wife. She's now out of prison. And now, from what I understand, you're representing his son, Ovidio Guzman. How do you think this case looks from a a defense perspective?
1: It's hard to tell, I would say, uh, this early. He was extradited a week ago. We expected it to happen perhaps sometime in the late spring. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's extradited. I'm sure there was some high-level deal between the Mexican and American governments. I went down to see him last week. We did the arraignment. I don't know how much of this case is similar to his father's because we haven't received the evidence yet. But, look, uh, we're going to have a choice. The choice is to go to trial and and fight them to the death, or they're going to give us a deal that we can live with. It's one or the other. So sometimes in cases of this level, The clients in the eyes of the government are so bad that there's just never a deal. You have to go to trial and either win or lose, and that may be where we're at with a video.
0: You know, Ovidio Guzman is like a lot of clients that you've had over the years. Obviously, I got to know you about 20 years ago when you were representing John Gotti Jr. You hear the name Gotti, you just assume that he's guilty. You hear John Gotti, doubly so. The junior is almost an afterthought. The Ovidio Guzman is almost in that same position where I think a lot of the people listening to us right now in the potential jury pool, they just assume, of course, he's guilty of whatever the government claims. How difficult, without getting into the facts of this case necessarily, how difficult is it to overcome the perception that everyone in the potential jury pool just assumes your client is guilty?
1: You know, that's a good question, Frank. And as you know, I've been dealing with this sort of uh, difficulty since uh, the Gotti trial in 2005. And and all my trials are like this. I don't get the cases, for whatever reason, I don't get the cases that are close. I don't get the ones where... (laughs) You should win if you're a competent lawyer. I get the ones that the government goes to trial with because they're certain they can't lose. And these are the ones that I either win or get a hung jury You know, 75% of the time. So I expect to go in there and have everybody hate my client, be prepared to convict before the jury selection even starts. It's my job and the reason why I get paid and the reason why I'm good at this is that I think I can connect with juries and convince them to have an open mind, to look past the name, and try to imagine how would they feel if it was their loved one or themselves that were in this horrible spot um, going to trial against the all-powerful government. They would want their jury uh, to have an open mind, and that's all I ask for.
0: One of the cases where a lot of people are viewing this differently depending on where they sit on the political spectrum is this Hunter Biden case. He's now been indicted by uh, the Weiss, the the special counsel here, the U.S. attorney as well. And a lot of conservatives say this whole case is a textbook example of Hunter Biden getting special treatment because of who his father is and who he is and who he's connected to. A lot of defenders of Hunter say, yes, he is getting special treatment. He's being singled out for worse treatment because of conservative media highlighting the Hunter Biden case. One of the reasons I love talking to you, especially about legal issues, is because you kind of call balls and strikes and you kind of call BS when you see it. How do you view the Hunter Biden case and how he's being treated in this indictment?
1: Well, first of all, the Hunter Biden case, as we see it, is the one that's indicted, the only one. Which is lying on his gun application. Um, I think that most people probably would not get charged if that was the only charge against them. It's too small of a case. The fact that it was charged, so in that sense, I understand what the defenders of Hunter Biden are saying. However, it's a five second resolution. Um, Nobody goes to jail for such a thing. It's impossible to go to jail for such a thing. So I certainly agree with the hunter biden uh, detractors what it is clearly and anybody who knows anything about the system knows is that they gave the red meat to the hunter biden detractors and said look we indicted them we indicted them it's just a distraction The real stuff that he should be indicted for, that he really did that was bad, is the stuff that relates to his father. The gun case does not relate to his father, which is why they so happily charged it. He should be investigated and indicted and ultimately convicted for failing to register as a foreign agent. That's what you go to jail for. That's what Joe Biden was involved in, and that's how they made so much money without ever working jobs that create any real income. So what they're doing is they're throwing the red meat uh, to the public and saying, look how hard we're being on Hunter Biden. But they're clearly not going anywhere near Joe Biden. They're not indicting Hunter for anything important. And it's just another complete, utter waste of time and a disgraceful uh, travesty of justice.
0: Another case that's been in the news is the Friday indictment of uh, New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez. Very different situation politically than his previous indictment. His previous indictment, the Democrats all over the state of New Jersey, really all over the country rallied to his defense. This time around, Governor Murphy has called for him to resign. Several members of Congress have called for him to resign. I think a big part of that is the fact that his successor would be appointed by a Democrat rather than a Republican, which would have been the case last time. But uh, based on what you know, the facts of this case, there are a lot of salacious details, gold bars, cash, halal meat. Based on what you know of this case, how does it look? Well, he's
1: obviously guilty. I mean, just as he was obviously guilty on the... 2000 and what was it? 17 trial. Um, He's a criminal. He's a grifter. He's always been a criminal. He's always been taking bribes. And in this case, I mean, it's literally laid out with his new wife, who was apparently uh, an agent of Egypt before um, she even met Menendez. I mean, it's all right there out in their texts and emails and the gold bars and the cash that were found in his pockets with the DNA of the people that bribed them. I mean, it's absolutely disgraceful. So, of course, he's guilty. The problem is that New Jersey is a leftist. Am I allowed to say bad words, Frank, on this? It's in the middle of the night.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'd rather you not.
1: Can I say, okay, well, New Jersey is a leftist. And clearly, there's going to be very difficult times in convicting him because there's going to be at least one or two jurors. They're going to say, look, we don't care uh, that he's guilty. We need to protect our Democratic hero, just as they did in the last trial. So I don't think that a conviction is going to be so easy, even though he's clearly guilty. Um, and, and that's really the bottom line. If I'm the defense lawyer, I'm just looking to put up enough mud, throw enough mud against the wall to convince one or two not to convict. Because they didn't convict last time, even though he was guilty. What did he do after? He certainly didn't stop taking bribes. He ran for reelection and won uh, like in a landslide.